Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where we're covering old drama for the last time, Ernie. And, but we are bringing you some new analysis. Absolutely. And we have a very special guest with a us. A new analysis straight from the source. So we are we are joined now. We haven't had a chance to uh, tease this at all because we haven't talked in such a long time. We haven't talked since uh, which since Juan Pablo season since we talked about right. uh, Dollar Store David Beckham. So oh but my we, gosh, I forgot that I I forgot that I so brilliantly said that phrase. <laughs> I'm very proud of it myself. It really is like he. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're welcome to join us, Alea. It was it was a great. We we are joined today by Alea from Peter's season of The Bachelor. We are so excited to have you on. I'm over here dying about the dollar store tip. Oh my god! The look in your face was amazing. Like you guys, <laughs> really but I'm, so I'm, I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> I'm very I proud mean, of myself for saying it. I'm very proud of the reaction that Alea just had because of it. I wasn't ready. I didn't hear it. <laughs> prior to this so that's yeah so much sense when you say it like i get it yep i, I swear think, things just like roll they just like roll off the tongue sometimes i, I think that's what they were going <laughs> for i think that's what they were going for when they brought him on they're like we're, we're gonna get david beckham except no one likes this guy <laughs> we're gonna get david beckham but the unlikable version uh-huh. <laughs> And they were successful. <laughs> yeah, they, they so did get a less attractive. We're super David excited Beckham. though to talk to you today, Alea. Because yeah, like Brendan said, we haven't really, we haven't really recorded since the goat seasons ended. So we're really oh, yeah. excited to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what, did you oh, watch wait. a lot of this those? In the longest year ever, I'm like, that's right, they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you? Did 2020 you get to watch feels like 20 years. <laughs> no kidding, I'm over it. <laughs> did you? Did you watch any or most of the goats when they were airing? Nope. No, because that that was when the the fresh sting of Bachelor rejection was mm. still like hot yeah. and heavy. Oh, gotcha. So I was like, mm, no, we're gonna take a break from this and we're just we're just not gonna watch. So sadly I did not. And I feel like I missed out on some things now, but whatever. It's fine. I mean, the seasons were good. The the goat episodes not so much. So you didn't really miss a whole lot. Great. The, That's what I needed. If, to hear. if you hadn't Thank seen you. the season, you still didn't know what the season happened because they just talked about people. Okay, that makes me feel better. <laughs> I know somebody was like, "Do you think they're gonna do Peter season as a goat?" And I was like, "No, no, we're no. not gonna relive it that soon or ever." I hope. <laughs> I, I think they're gonna quietly ship. We're gonna, they're it gonna put be. this one under the rug. Yeah. Like, right, that'll be five years from now when all of our emotional turmoil is over. They're going to be like, by the way, let's yeah. recap. I was going to say five years from now in the next pandemic. That'll stop it. <laughs> don't, don't put that on us. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> we're not going to have another pandemic ever. No, we're, we're done with pandemics. I think they're every hundred years. So all of us will probably be dead before the next one comes. Pandemic canceled. Cancel culture. We're That's canceling right. pandemics. It's not going to happen. Right. Over it. Over it. All right, so before we, before we get going, uh, Alea, I want to ask you your sugar gliders. They're adorable. How did you how did you end up with them? Okay, so everybody always freaks out when I say that I have sugar gliders because they're just just super off the wall pet. But it was super random. My mom and my sister were shopping at some like country peddler show in Fredericksburg. I wasn't even there, 
but they sent me videos of these sugar gliders that were there. And this dude just had this little tiny flying squirrel creature and it was jumping from person to person. It was just the cutest damn thing I've ever seen. And so they're like, oh my God, we bought one. I was like, you bought one? What the hell? So they come home and I'm dying over how adorable this tiny creature is. And I was like, I need one. So I bought one and then we had two. Well, they were technically mine and sister's. And then my sister moved off to college. So I was like, well, you didn't pay for any of them. And I paid for one of them. So they are now mine. So now I have two pets. <laughs> okay. so you're like, I hereby claim the sugar gliders. <laughs> I hereby take all responsibility for the tiny creatures. So I will say I did not, I did not really know what a sugar glider was until I saw your Instagram. And when Brennan was telling me about it, and he's like, you need to see, see her sugar gliders. And I clicked on it. I like, I about died. Their eyes, so their little cute. bodies, I I can't handle it. Tiny <laughs> squirrels is like yeah. how I because their little eyeballs are gigantic and they're they're adorable, but sometimes they drive me insane. Like because they're nocturnal, so they're up and they're oh, super wow. active in the middle of the night. So like la- last night, they woke me up at like three o'clock in the morning because they were barking, and I'm like, y'all need to shut up right now because I will. They bark. The window. Yes, they bark like a little <laughs> chihuahua. They sound like a dog. I, I'm so, I feel like I'm in National Geographic right now. I'm learning so much. Okay. So if you go to my Instagram, I have a highlight that says sugar gliders and it's just dedicated to the sugars. And there is a video of Violet barking and you can hear. And it was like at freaking five o'clock in the morning and she was barking. And I was just like, well, I guess, I guess I'm awake now. I'm awake. That's fine. That is fantastic. Same, I love it. The same thing happens to me, but it's my 10-month-old crying, not barking. Oh! <laughs> and See, sometimes... but you can't, you can't throw a 10-month-old out the window. I'm just like, <laughs> I tell the Shuggies every time. I would never, but in my heart at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning when they won't shut up, I'm like, just keep going. I will, I will see how far you can glide off my fourth-story balcony. Like, woo! That so, is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I would never hurt them, but they're flying as hell in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh. So, okay. I, I, was, I was interested so until you said not you are I'm from just like, no. San Antonio, uh-huh. correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so have you always lived there or lived anywhere else? Yep. Nope. Gotcha. I was born and raised here. Okay. That's awesome. No, yeah. Bernie, you lived in Texas. Where did you live again? I don't remember. Oh, I lived in Houston for a bit. Okay. That's what I, hey. I, 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 I thought it was Houston. Yeah. Love, love Houston. So I'm a big fan of Texas. Big fan of it. Hey. Right? It's like if you live here ever, you're just indefinitely a fan. Mm-hmm. You just have to be. It's part of the residence requirements. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Yeah. <laughs> now, this will this is gonna sound creepy, but we did our research before we did this. So just don't just let it go. Uh so I was reading something that talked about how when you were younger, you were diagnosed with dyslexia and how yeah. it propelled you to not to not use it as a crutch, but to propel you forward. And then I yeah. also heard that you turned that into opportunities in terms of nonprofits and yeah. learning opportunities. So tell us about how that went down in terms of did you just like, were you just a slow reader and they decided to do some tests and then, oh, you're dyslexic or how does that, how did that turn out? You sure did do your research. I, so. I did my best. so I've always really sucked at spelling I've sucked at like I've in my enjoyed reading and writing but in like an academic sense I've always just 
lagged. I've always been behind. Um, I would notice that there would be certain words that I would read. And when I'm quickly reading through them, I would read like a completely different word until I would and like reread it. And then I would see something else, like the actual word when I slowed down. Um, math more so than anything was super difficult for me because my numbers would get really jumbled. So I would notice like I would do an entire equation correctly and then I would get down to the final answer and realize somewhere in there I would switch my numbers. So like instead of a five, I would write a six. Instead of a three, an eight. Instead of a nine, I would write a seven. Like so numbers that were close would just get messed up. So um, I had always kind of noticed this, but never really understood why that was the case mm -hmm. until, and actually in high school, I got a letter. Um, my parents got a letter from the school um, that was talking about your learning disability. And I confronted my mom and I was like, what's this about? Like, do I have a learning disability? And she was like, yeah, you do. <laughs> they just never told me. And I was oh, like, wow. So it was like, surprise. So yeah, I was like, that explains so much. Oh my God. Oh. So I guess when I was super, super young, before, like, I don't even remember, I had gotten tested, I was diagnosed with dyslexia, and I just forgot as I got older. And so I, it wasn't until literally I was like a junior in high school that I realized that's what was causing all of my learning issues. And so my thing was I didn't want to like use that as an excuse and be like, oh, well, you know, I'm falling behind in this class because I have a learning disability. Like I never wanted to be someone with a disability in the sense of the disability being a bad hindering thing mm -hmm. people think of it as. Yeah, okay. You know, because when you hear learning disability, it just has such a negative connotation mm -hmm. that somebody is like lesser or weaker or not as capable. And I don't like that for anybody, not just for myself. So I just kind of never let it bother me. I always loved English. So I just decided to pursue um, that as my degree. And I would talk to other people that had the same disability or similar issues with a different learning disability. And um, I would talk to them kind of about what I realized helped me and how it helped like affected me, but how I didn't let it slow me down. And the people that I would talk to would come back to me and be like, hey, I took your advice and it helped me in this way. Or I saw how you didn't let it slow you that motivated me to try harder, whatever the case may be. But it always made me feel really good when, you know, I could be a example to those that like, just because it's a disability doesn't mean it has to be disabling for you. Like you can still do whatever it is you want to do, regardless of what other people are telling you or what the definition of a learning disability says. So yeah, I, you know, did a lot of work while I was in pageants in Miss Texas with different nonprofit organizations that promote literacy. Um, I went to tons of schools and would talk to kids all the time and challenge them to, you know, challenge themselves. Uh, and then when I stopped doing pageants, you know, nobody really cares about some random wash up coming to their school talking to them. So I didn't do that anymore. <laughs> but I opened my boutique. And with my boutique, I started uh, donating money. So I was like, people may not want to listen to me anymore, but I can at least fund the organizations whose mission is the same as mine. So, That's yeah. fantastic. That's I love great. that yeah. part of your story, Alia. And I love hearing more about that because I, I feel like we didn't really get a like, Kind of had a glimpse, but we didn't get the full story while you were on The Bachelor. So that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. 
really talk about nonprofits much on there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you brought up, yeah. So you brought up pageants <laughs> um, and being yeah. Miss Texas. So how did you get into pageants? And did you think with your disability, did you think you'd ever become Miss Texas? Um, so I never really compared the two or thought the two mm -hmm. had any kind of correlation um, between a learning disability and being a title holder. I mean, there's title holders with far more hindering disabilities that are super mm -hmm. amazing and successful. And that's kind of more so what pageants is, in my opinion, is proving that you are strong and you're capable despite whatever setbacks you may have, no matter how major or minor. Um, so I never really thought that those would affect one another, but, um, I got into pageants more so for this scholarship opportunities. So the first pageant I ever did was for a college scholarship. Um, it was a smaller pageant. It was Miss Holotus, which most people don't even know where that Holotus is, but it's a small town outside of San Antonio. And the winner got, I don't know, I think it was like two or $3,000 of scholarship money to go to whatever college you wanted to. And so I was like, that's awesome. And then you spend the whole year doing volunteer work. And mm -hmm. so I was like, that sounds great. That sounds wonderful. You're logging volunteer hours. You get money for college. Like, mm -hmm. and if you don't win, you don't win. And it was just cool to do. So I won that, loved the whole year, loved everything we did. And so I just kind of got stuck and I kept doing them. Um, and then I was Miss Texas and that was fun. And I got to go to Miss USA and that was, that was exciting. It was a fun year. That's now, great. You talked about, you talked about the uh, opportunities in terms of going to schools and participating in that kind of stuff with, with the opportunities of Miss Texas. So what are some other ones and also maybe some cool experiences you got from, I mean, you talked you just talked about going to Miss USA, which is probably yeah. a cool experience in and of itself, but just some of the cool things that you got to experience because of being Miss Texas. Oh gosh, there's a lot. So Texas is a huge pageant state. I mean, I think we're pretty well known for our pageant title. Definitely. Big Texas hair, you know, the whole thing. Um, so when you're Miss Texas, there's a lot of really cool things that you get to do. So I remember one of the cooler things that I got to do, um, other than, you know, supporting my horsey thing here in San Antonio and across Texas, um, I got to like go to the All-American Bowl and be, meet like all these aspiring high school athletes that were like the best of the best in the country um, and do that, meet David Robinson, which I was just like, oh my God, that was so cool. Um, I did a lot of work with the USO and um, most of my work, like primarily, almost all of it was with schools and like different organizations that promoted the same thing that I wanted. But what I like about doing pageants and being a title holder is you get to dip your toes in so many different volunteer opportunities that when you're done, you've built all these connections. So let's just say a friend comes to me and they're like, hey, my best friend's brother has this issue going on in their life. And it could be something small, like, you know, they have a pet that they need to give up for adoption because they can't handle it or they just have a, had a child who has muscular dystrophy, I can be like, oh, hey, I know so-and-so from this organization that can help you out. Oh. And, or a friend's come to me and they're like, my sister, for example, is in college and she's always looking to volunteer. Um, Cause you know, college volunteer hours, it's a great thing. Mm -hmm. I have all these connections and organizations that are always looking for volunteers. And now I have somebody who they can like mutually benefit from each other, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So I always really liked that. And I think that's the side of pageants people don't get to see enough is everybody thinks of pageants and they think of the glitz and the glamour and the photo shoots and the onstage, like superficial part of the pageant. But in reality, after that, you spend your whole year just like giving back to your community and your state and your area. And people don't get that as yeah. much. So it has such a negative connotation behind it when you say, I do pageants. <laughs> and it's the same yeah. thing like with The Bachelor where there's so much going on that we as the uh, as the viewers don't get to see that leads up to what that leads up to and occurs after the cameras turn off. So that there, I mean, it's, it's very similar. There's everything that goes down. I mean, the prep work that goes into these interviews that we do, I mean, nobody sees the, uh, the articles and the questions I'm writing to make sure that the behind have, the scenes yeah, that we, or we the, put uh, together yeah. or the post-production like the pretty afterwards. finished package with a bow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it comes down to a lot of things. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really cool that you were able to use that to, uh, to benefit everybody. Yeah. And I love that you talked about the connections that you built in order to, like that you could use to help people. And so speaking of connections, let's connect all of that to (laughs) your bachelor experience, your bachelor debut. So how did you end up on the bachelor? Did your friends submit you or did you apply yourself? Tell us about it. So in all honesty, my mom and I were very wine drunk one night and- uh, I'm loving this story already. watched Colton's season and we would watch Hannah's season because I watched Colton's because I knew I I knew Kaylin I say that loosely we had like ended up at the same dinner because I we both went to one large dinner together at one point in time so we knew each other very loosely you're familiar right like she if you were like hey do you know Alea she'd be like oh yeah I think I met her once type of thing Gotcha. Uh, we followed each other on Instagram. I felt like we were best friends. But <laughs> so it works. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to watch because I felt like a little bit more connected. Like, hey, Hannah, Kaylin, pageant girls, I miss Texas. Let's go for the home team. Um, so I watched the seasons. Mom and I watched together. And I had a huge crush on Peter. So when I was watching Hannah's, I thought that he was just like the cutest darn thing ever. And so when it came down to the end, we knew The Bachelor was going to be Peter, Mike, or Tyler. It's going to be one of those three guys. And so my mom and I were just drunk as all hell. And my mom was like, I'm going to, I'm going to nominate you. And I was like, you're not going to nominate me. She's like, no, I'm going to do it right now. So (laughs) I can't even tell you hardly what my application said. I think we said something about how I love ducks and my intro will involve a duckling in my pocket or something. It was some stupid shit. I don't remember what Apparently it worked. It worked. So then I get a call the next day from a producer and I'm like half hung over and I get a call and they're like, hi, this is so-and-so calling from ABC's The Bachelor. And I'm like, mother, oh my so God. So this is the next day. Me. Yeah, they called me this... the next day. Wow. That's and quick. Like, oh my God. So I just figured what the hell and I just went through with it. I went through the whole casting thing and ended up getting casted. So this all stemmed from a drunk wine night with my mom. That is fantastic. I'm obsessed with the story. <laughs> that is not at all what I saw coming, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that also answers Thank our. You. I think that answers Don't our next question, Ernie. Who did you want to be the bachelor? Me? Oh my gosh! Because my next question was, who did you want to be the bachelor? You just said you had a huge crush on Peter, so I think that yeah. answers our question. I just thought he was the cutest. 
Oh, I, so I yeah, was... that, so that totally worked out for you then. <laughs> oh my God, I was so excited. And like, I had already known going into it. So if you remember, the at that time, Tyler was dating Gigi. Mm. So Tyler was out of the running. So it was uh, That was such Mike. a dramatic era too. So dramatic. <laughs> so it was Peter or Mike. And, you know, everybody was making it seem like it was super close and da 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 and don't get me wrong, Mike's great. He's a sweet guy. He's handsome. I just wasn't as into him. Like, I was into Peter. Mm-hmm. And so I had already kind of decided that going into it, I was like, all right, if Peter's not The Bachelor, I'm out. Like, this is cool and all, but I don't want to, like, go in with the wrong intentions. I want to go in because I actually like the guy and have a crush on him. Yeah. And um, when they announced Peter, so I was in my hotel room there ready, like, to go film in a few days and they announced that Peter was the bachelor and I remember just sitting in my hotel room and crying and wishing I could call my mom because they had already taken my phone I was like oh my god Uh, (laughs) that must be so hard oh it's so hard it's the worst I had a journal and so I would write in my journal as if I was talking to my mom so it's really dramatic and there's lots of omgs and exclamation points and it's great (laughs) early on in the season Uh we see was it episode two? I think it was episode two, episode one, end of episode one, beginning of episode two. We get a, uh, a an unwelcome guest, some might consider, of Hannah B. <laughs> Both. It was episode one, two. That's what I was like. It was super early on. Like, you yes. guys had basically, it seemed like you guys had basically just gotten out of the limo. And she was yes. like, <laughs> So I'm just like God. watching and just like, like, I'm. I've watched enough to know that eventually the lead usually shows up. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen a, I've seen a few seasons where you know where the random just like you 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 had your chance you moved on, be gone. Right. And then like I'm just like episode one, is this is this going to be a thing? Like it's and then yeah. I and I don't I mean we saw so much happen and what I'm curious is how much did you guys know. And what were your thoughts and the thoughts of the rest of the house as this was going down? So the thing with us is, like, we don't know anything. So we just know what is in front of our faces. We don't get, like, tips. We don't get behind the scenes. Like, we just know what we're seeing. So when Hannah got out of the limo, I was one of the girls that, like, had been at a window and noticed that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're all freaking out because we don't know what the hell's going on. Like. For all we know, she's jumping in because she still has a crush on him and she wants to be part of the race. She could just be coming here to give him some friendly advice. She could be coming to give us some advice. And last thing I want is advice from the guy I'm pursuing his ex-girlfriend. True. So, must be a little awkward. I, I'm like, One I think. Need the last thing I need to hear is how to get him to like me from you. Please, no. <laughs> just off. So all of us were super panicked because Peter hadn't come into the house yet. We see Hannah, like, get out of the limo, and we all know what the limo entry means. So we were freaking out, and we were just waiting for somebody to walk in, whether it was Hannah or Peter or both. So yeah. that was, like, a really stressful – and, you know, you're, we're all already stressed as hell night one. Like, yeah. yeah, we're all just anxious and on edge and ready and nervous, and it's just overwhelming. And then you throw that into the mix. It was – too much goodness yeah i can't imagine that would be so weird and then also like so she comes back what was it she got out of the limo but then i can't remember were you on the date that she showed up later (laughs) so tell us a little bit about that that part two hannah b (laughs) so when we walked into the theater 
um, there was the big windmill on stage and it was all dark. So we were like, there's no freaking way. Like we see the windmill and we see a feminine figure and we're just like, mm -hmm. please no, please no. And sure enough, it's Hannah. And then we all have to stand there and listen to this whole drawn out story of basically how they hooked up in a windmill, which I look over at Peter. I remember staring at him while it was happening and he looked so like mortified, but laughing at the same time, like. Like the he, uncomfortable, that, like, yeah. is this really happening? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know how to react right now. So I'm laughing, but I'm dying inside. That is what was happening. <laughs> And all of us are just kind of like, it's just weird. You just don't want to hear about that. So miserable. And then of course we're all going and we're doing our writings that she tells us to do, which is even more uncomfortable because we were supposed to write about like an awkward sex fantasy or memory or experience. And I'm like, yeah. my grandma does not need to be hearing this. <laughs> Yeah, that, like all of America does not need to hear about my sex life, please. This, this is ABC, not HBO. Like, let's keep it. Let's keep this PG thirteen, honey. At least. At least. <laughs> wow. So That's that so whole date was just a train wreck. Like yeah. the whole thing was just bad, and so I felt <laughs> my like bachelor experience was put into just two shitty dates. <laughs> There's the one that Hannah <laughs> Brown crashed. And then the pillow fight date, which was really fun until it wasn't. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, Alea, You had a time. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> so, but you guys got through. You guys got through the awkwardness of Hannah B showing up twice, crashing your date. Um, and so you really, you built a connection with Peter, though. Tell us what that was like in the beginning. You had a crush on him, obviously. You went yes. into it. You were excited that he was there. So yeah. now you, you start to get to know him and you build a connection. What was that like? It was really good. Um, so the first night's really awkward. You know, everybody, mm -hmm. you have you have cameras and microphones and lights and like all those things that you don't see, but everybody knows is there. Yeah, It's different trying to have a conversation for the first time with all of that pressure. And then, you know, there's a time constraint. You know that you're inevitably going to get interrupted. It's just a matter of time. So I remember that first night talking to him and we had the letter from my grandma. And so we at least had like something to build on yeah. with the conversation but I remember still feeling like I was being really awkward because I didn't know how to talk in that situation yet yeah um so the first night was kind of difficult but then after that I remember feeling like gosh I don't want to blow my chance because I'm awkward in front of the cameras so I made like a conscious effort that okay every time Peter comes into the house the room whether it's in a group setting one-on-one -on -one, I'm not gonna let myself like just shut up and sit down like I'm gonna try to make myself seen by him you know you mm -hmm. see a guy you like what are you gonna do you're gonna peacock a little you're like hey notice me oh 100 <laughs> so every time he came to the house um whether it was to pick somebody up for a one-on-one -on -one date or pick us up for a group date or whatever it was a if he talked to the group i would talk or try to or at least like giggle a little bit louder so <laughs> i don't know the more we got to actually talk one-on-one, -on -one, the more comfortable it got. It just became easier. Um, and we had a lot in common. We're both really goofy people. Mm -hmm. um, so I felt like every conversation we had got better and better. And so I was feeling really good um, at the beginning. Yeah, because it looks like you guys did build a genuine connection, you know, and it, it seems like things 
at least you know you had it had a little potential right yes and that's how I felt like it was so early I couldn't be like oh my god yes I'm gonna marry him but I could definitely see myself continuing forward and building feelings little big feelings yeah and I will say I think the letter the letter um was it from your grandma yeah, yeah, I thought that was really sweet. I remember yeah. that. I was like, aw. Uh, I, I, I think there was a couple minutes like, talking point. There's crazier things that happened on night one. Like, surely I can bring my grandma. But then I started thinking logistically how I could do that. And I was like, yeah, no, we're not bringing my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like, I can write him a letter. And I was like, yes, do that, grandma. Aww. But yeah, this was, now this was something I noted noticed early on and i thought that from early on that you guys had a good connection that you guys really seemed to both like each other and i was a super fan of yours the whole time I, er, ernie he really was he rooted oh. for you all the time every week every week we chatted he was like oh Leia and every, is and every time someone's like oh, i hate Leia, i'm just like no they're just jealous best friends and, best and friends. that's what i want to get to there seemed to be a dislike for you in the house and I personally, this was my th- feeling then, and this is my theory now. I think they saw your connection with Peter and were jealous of it because you said you talked about you were you would had a good conversations. You were both goofy. There was a personal connection between you guys, and I think that's what caused the tension because we've seen that before, where some people don't like each other because they see okay that person is a threat. Is that how it felt to you? I would like to believe that is the reason, but I also don't want to be like a narcissistic bitch and be like, yeah, they were jealous of me. Cause I don't, I don't know. I'll and nobody would ever be like, you. oh yeah, we tore down because we were jealous. So I, I don't even want to assume that, but I would prefer to believe that it came from a subconscious jealousy. than they just don't like me because mm-hmm. I'm kind of loud. So. Well, okay, then as I a, get that 100%. I'm, I'm loud as well. So totally as, as the president of the Alea fan club, they were jealous of you. And they all hated you because you were great. You so. can say that. I can't. I, I can say it. <laughs> Thank you. He said it all the time. He really was. He rooted for you every week. <laughs> See, so I think that's what was so hard for me to swallow was like, because I get it. I get not mm-hmm. vibing with somebody. I liked everybody in the house, but there's some people I liked more than others just because our personalities flowed better. There's a lot of people and in there. And that doesn't mean that the people I didn't mesh well with are bad people it just means like we're just not compatible as friends and that's cool it's not a problem um so I get that but it was really hard for me because I felt like Peter and I were building that good connection and we were on the right track to like get somewhere I don't know where how far or what like I don't know that the ending would be any different had all that drama not happened but we were on a good track yeah then I felt like the whole reason that I went home was because everybody else didn't like me. Like, I mean, even in Ohio, when I finally last time, I I couldn't handle it anymore. He was done with just like the toxicness in the house and everybody jumping down his throat because I was there. So both of us were like, yeah, we got to call it quits because this is too much. Whereas like, so that was really hard for me to swallow Whereas had I just gone home because he and I both just didn't see this going anywhere and we didn't feel a connection, it would have been a little bit easier. Like, oh, I got dumped because we just don't see this going anywhere versus I got dumped because everyone hates me and wants yeah. me to go. Um, so that's and, and I think you brought up a good point. I've always wondered how, you know, you said that you and Peter were, you felt like you were in a good place and things were 
know, on an upward trajectory. So, I mean, it's got to be so hard trying to date someone with like 25 other women <laughs> in the background, you know, and, and also dealing with the kind of normal sort of girl drama that happens sometimes yeah. in life, but you're under like a microscope in this. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It was really hard. Um, I was I was really good at compartmentalizing. So I was like, these are my friendships with the girls and these are my relationship. Like, this is my relationship with Peter. And this is, this is over here, like way off thrown into the attic is Peter's relationship with the other girls. Like, I didn't want to hear about it. I didn't want to see it. I didn't like, mm -hmm. if a girl talked to me about Peter, I pretended it was a different Peter, not mine. Like, it's a different dude. So, so he's just like disassociated completely disassociated so I felt like I was really good at that um so it wasn't as difficult for me because in real life and real dating I'm jealous of shit like nope this is my man don't look at him don't touch him don't damn it <laughs> the hell off but in that setting I was able to disassociate enough to where like as long as I wasn't seeing him make out with somebody else I was fine yeah yeah oh man mm -hmm. well so let's talk about the the Swimless pool party. Okay. The oh my that, god, that was so the pool party that's like not life. a pool party. <laughs> god, that was horrible. Oh gosh. Well, one, I'm so sorry that it was so horrible. But um also when, no one swimming. So like feel the, the house party? kind of the I guess the um the vibe of the house shifting. Had you felt it before that day? And it no. was kind of all gotten so so this was just whoa, this one yes. day. So the pool party oh, was the gosh. day after the pillow fight party when I finally like uh -huh. realized that Sydney didn't like me. And so all of a sudden I was like, I thought, not that I was like Miss Congeniality and the whole house loved me, but I thought like we were all cool. And then I realized that Sydney has beef with me for God knows what reason. Like we had hardly, we had talked maybe once or twice mm -hmm. and all the conversations we had 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 been great. It'd been fine. And all of a sudden I realized like, oh, this girl like actually hates me for God knows oh, what reason. No. So I was a mess. I was emotionally distraught all day um, or all once we got home from there. And then Chris Harrison walks in the day of the pool party and basically says like, Peter wants to cut the bullshit talking about like people being there for the wrong reasons, which clearly I know they're talking about me. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like everything was fine 24 hours ago. And now it was like my whole world had been just shifted. I was like, okay. Oh so gosh. that was really hard for me because I felt like I was, as my dad would say, I was floating down Shit's Creek without a paddle. Like <laughs> I just, I could do nothing. There was nothing I could do. Everybody hated me. And no matter what I said, I was the villain and everybody hated me. Mm. So that's a really hard day for me. And so on top of that, you had, you had the Sydney drama, but then also Toria P dropped a little surprise in there. That one, um, even watching it, I, I was so confused by what she like is what she was doing. I'm like, so wait, you're friends, but you don't know her. She's fine, but you don't but like you her. Know she's here for the wrong reasons, but you don't know her. But yeah, that was very confusing. I remember Brennan and I really trying to break this down, and we just couldn't. We couldn't figure out what what was happening as viewers. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, God, it's what, what part is she playing here? Like, I just, I didn't understand. I still don't know. I still don't know. Because there was that. And then I come back in Ohio and there was that big long hug and her like brushing my hair out of my face, mm -hmm. like trying to be a loving friend while still saying like, we aren't friends. And I'm like, what are we? 
I feel like, like when you're in a bad relationship, you're dating somebody and you're trying to define the relationship and they just won't, but they still want to like love on you. Be there with you. Yeah. <laughs> but they won't define the relationship. And I'm like, what is, what are we? Are we friends? Are we enemies? Are we frenemies? Are we nothing? What are we? That's the perfect analogy. <laughs> I'm like, yep, get it. I'm in totally. a toxic relationship where the guy will not define what we are. Oh, man. Are Aww. you guys still friends? Or no. talk? Or... <laughs> yep. Gotcha. gotcha. I, despite what everybody said, I am not a fake person. So if, like, I can't be like, gosh, yes, sweetie, yes, honey, you're doing it. If I don't like you, I just can't. I just cannot fake it. So... After all of that, my trust was just shot. And you know what? I wish her the best. I hope she has a great life. I just don't want to be a part of it anymore. So, se- separate. Separation of pageant queens. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, so you t- so we just talked about your elimination in week three, which I was devastated by. I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on here, but I guess she's gone. And then I see the preview for week four, and my ears perk up. When I see you again on my TV screen, just like she's back. So you made this this return. I remember. Do you have like a leather jacket on or something? I just remember you looked really cool. The leather jacket, yes, the leather jacket. I'm just like, oh, she came to take care of business. What What was the conversation? I'm assuming there was conversations with you and producers of returning from week three to week four. So how did that go in terms of like, were you coming back for to return, return, or were you just coming back to clear the air? So, I mean, it was more so because the thing is, like, producers can't tell me what's going to happen because they nobody knows. I mean, right. that was genuine. And I felt like Peter and I never got the opportunity to really talk through what was going on. Yeah. I was so blindsided by the Victoria news that I went home without feeling like I really got closure with her or Peter. And so I really couldn't sleep that night because I was like, I need to, I need to clear the air. I need to get. He needs to know the whole story and then he can make his final decision. And if he still wants me gone, then that's fine. And I will accept that. But I can't, I, I liked him so much at that point, And I saw so much potential that I feel okay leaving and going home without giving it one last ditch to have him see my truth. Quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate that phrase, but that. And did- um, so, uh, the producers essentially told me what I already knew. Like, you know what? We will allow this conversation to happen. And then from there, it's all up to Peter. If he sends you home, he sends you home and you go, you leave. If he lets you stay, then he lets you stay. But it's going to be up to Peter. It's not up to anybody mm-hmm. else. And so I had to accept that. And I bought myself a plane ticket to Ohio. And I was there. And that's what we did. And he let me come back after hearing the whole story. Yeah. Gotcha. And that's but it was fine. Yeah. Did you expect, mm-hmm. did you have any expectations of how Peter would, would take the news in terms of keeping you or un, being understanding, no. but also sending you back home? I, I couldn't, I couldn't go in with expectations. Cause you know, if I went in hopeful that he was going to, you know, keep me there and then he didn't, I would go home again, heartbroken and all upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if I went in thinking that this was just going to be a quick high bye, then what's what's even the point of me going? You know, so yeah. I just went in hoping for the best and expecting, so hoping that I would tell him this and he would be willing to let me prove myself. And then 
expecting that he wouldn't even want to talk to me and I would just have to like turn right around and leave. I mean, that, that's the, the chance that you to take when you chose to, to fly there for sure. Yeah. yeah. That was the most nerve wracking flight ever. I was terrified. Oh, so, so you return and Peter is like, okay, you know, let's try this again. So you, you know, you're back, but you shared a bit of information about <laughs> Victoria Estate with um, country singer Chase Rice. Um, yeah. And so when you shared that, like walk us through, I guess, your decision and, and sharing that. And did you think that it would cause the fallout that no, okay. it did, the so, second fallout? <laughs> so mind you, to put you in my shoes, flown from San Antonio to Ohio I had been nerve-wracked like it I hadn't been able to sleep I was in my hotel room all day by the time that conversation took place it was like four o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. I had just gone through like an exhausting emotional I was just dead um so when that happened genuinely I wanted to know like what have I missed in terms of like the behind the scenes that the spoilers wouldn't know so when the girls were like oh this is what's happened this is what's happened my dumbass was like, oh yeah, yeah, I know this. This is what the spoilers say, blah, blah, blah. What what else happened that they wouldn't know? And me not realizing my blah, blah, blah included things the girls didn't actually know. Because in my mind, in my mind, if I was in Victoria's shoes, Fuller's, um, I would have gone on that date and come back and been like, because you know what's going to air. Like, you know that's right. inevitably going to make it on TV mm-hmm. and all of America's going to know. The girls are going to find out at some point. So what's the point in secrets is my mindset. So I'm like, I get back and I'm just like, oh, surely she's told them because that's awkward as hell. I would come back and be like, holy shit, y'all wouldn't guess what just happened to me. Yeah, that I, obviously I that happened. Me too. Yeah. I've been like, and this is that crazy. Was absolutely my fault for assuming that. I should have waited for somebody to say, oh my God. And Victoria yesterday and her ex-boyfriend was performing. Did you know she, like, I should have done that. But it was in the morning, I was exhausted, and I was just stupid, and I wasn't thinking clearly. I had no malicious intent at all. But then when I watched it back, I was like, Cadillac, you're a dumbass. Like, shut up. (laughs) We've all made dumb decisions at four in the morning when we're super tired. So, you know, like you said, you're just chatting it up, but. Yes. And so I felt horrible and I've apologized to Victoria like a mm-hmm. times. Like I am so sorry. Literally, if anything, I was praising you for dating some hot country singer. Like <laughs> damn girl. But still it was not my place and I should have shut the hell up. So <laughs> that was great. That was great. Oh man. Oh, that that is my biggest regret on the entire entire bachelor uh history for me. Yeah. Well, after this, you infor- you make your unfortunate final exit. And yeah. I can't, like, being someone who's a nobody, who's always been a nobody, I don't know what it means. <laughs> I don't know what it means to, like, have the entire country look talking about <laughs> me. So I know personally, I'm just like, she got screwed over two weeks in a row. What was the consensus you were seeing about yourself on social media and how, and they've talked a lot clearly over the last year or so about the impact that that has on the contestants. So what was it and how did that impact you? So, um, 
my consensus from America was that I am a fake ass gossipy bitch. So that that is who I was post filming. Uh, so I knew going into it, I knew when I came home from filming and obviously lived through what had just happened, I knew that I was not going to be favored through America's eyes because I, I, I knew I messed up. And unfortunately, unlike normal life, you can't hide your mistakes. It's extremely public. So I got a lot of backlash. I had literally people of all ages, teenagers, adults, grandmothers DMing me, telling me that I was clinically insane, that I must have like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder because I needed to be um, clinically looked at because there's something obviously wrong with me. I had one lady that, oh, wow. that I must have been abused as a child because I'm clearly psychotic. And I'm just like, no, no, I actually grew up in a very supportive and loving home. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for judging my parents. No shit. So I was getting all kinds of hate mail. Um, it, it was just insane. I was happy. My mom, during that time, I had her log into my social media with me so she could mm -hmm. help filter out the messages before I saw them. So I wasn't checking my messages nearly as often. And I thankfully didn't see a lot of the messages because my mm -hmm. mom helped me delete the really, really bad ones. Instagram has a feature to where you can um, block keywords. So oh, I got yeah. certain keywords. So the really, really heavy trigger words, got rid of those. Um, but still, my inbox, my comments, everything was just flooded. Everybody hated me at the time, um, which was fine. They don't know me, and that was okay. But um, I will, after that whole experience, and more so America and the fans' reaction to the show and how harshly they came at me, I found myself way more conscious of the way I act in public and in front of people. Um, even my friends. So it, it's taken me a long time to kind of get back to normal and get back to myself and feel more comfortable being my obnoxious, loud, goofy self. Cause I was hyper conscious post filming because I had to be like, Oh, your voice is annoying. Your voice is, um, you clearly turn it on for the cameras, you know, mimicking what they heard on the show. Mm -hmm. and applying it to everything I did so even I mean even now I'll still get comments of people being like oh your voice changed in that video and I'm like well do you not have any fluctuation in your voice like everybody's voice changes when you're happy when you're sad when you're excited like it's yeah. inevitable mine's just more dramatic um and I don't know why it just has always been like that so like I even notice it now like I am dating and so when I talk to the guy I'm dating I notice my voice gets really high and really squeaky and I'm just like I'm more conscious of it now and so it if anything post show I felt like I was more fake because I was so focused on being what people wanted me to be and it's taken me a long time but I finally feel like back to normal uh it was hard though it was a really hard transition post show when you're put in the villain light it's not easy coming out of it yeah and yeah. it's not really even the people who come out with a good light, they still have the people that dislike them. But just like watching yeah. watching that, and then we'll talk about Women Tell All in a minute, but watching mm -hmm. how they were breaking down the messages of the people that were getting these horrible messages, I'm just like, they're not like, this is, they're real people. They're not, because like when you think about a TV show, you see actors playing characters, and those right. actors don't get hate because they're not 
Because it's character. Right, they're characters. Mm -hmm. But you you guys are portrayed as characters, but you're not. You're people trying to live your life. You're just trying to find the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, and you're being hounded because of how production makes you look. And I'm not going to ask you about how production, whether they twist it or not, that's totally up to you. That's your own personal thing. But there's been a lot of people who say production made me a villain when I wasn't. Everybody's experience. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I think so. You bringing up that it's really hard to be in that villain light. Um, Did you, after the show, did you talk to anybody that has been cast in that villainous shadow? Like, advice? Like, how how was that? Who did you you Um, talk to or really relate to? I reached out to um, Olivia from Ben Season, Olivia Carity. She she had a rough one. She's from Austin. So, and I always thought she was hilarious and I mm-hmm. saw a lot of similar personality traits between her and I, um, that can get really misconstrued. So I reached out to her when the show was going on and I was like, Hey girl, like, I just want you to know that I always really like, despite what aired, I always really liked you. Um, and kind of, I'm going through the same thing now. So any advice is really like appreciated. And she was super helpful and she was always super sweet. She's a great person. Um, so I really like talking to her and mostly I talk to my friends and my family and talk to professionals cause that's always helpful. Mm-hmm. So just being more open about it. Cause it's really easy to bottle all those feelings up and hold them in and let them just kind of eat you alive. So I just made a conscious effort to talk to people about it and um, which was hard. It was hard to be super vulnerable in the beginning. Um, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to turn, I had always been that fun friend that was always super lighthearted and easygoing and excited about everything. And then I kind of turned into the really doom and gloom friend post-show. Mm. So um, it was really hard to open up to my friends and ask for help when I needed it. They were super, they were super understanding and patient with me. And so, yeah, they were, they, they are still to this day here for me when I need them. That's great. That's really great. They had a a good support system. And I will say, I remember on the show when they were talking about your voice inflection and getting higher at some points and everything, I was like, I don't know why that's a bad thing because I do the same thing. And I'm like, I know when I'm in situations where my voice gets like several octaves higher or something, you know, like Brennan has heard it. Like it's lower sometimes. I do it too. I'm just like, like, but I was talking like this. I was like, no, don't, you don't talk like that. Yeah. It turned into a joke between me and my mom because my mom and I'll answer the phone basically my mom and I are the same person so we'll talk and I'll I'll call her and she'll be like hi like we do the same thing uh-huh. and so she, she would answer the phone she'd be like hi I'm like mom you're being fake again stop it don't be fake happy to hear from me how dare you don't be fake happy to hear from me so okay let's talk a little bit about the women tell all then uh-huh. and so you talked about just like the negative comments that you read online and your experience after The Bachelor, after you had left, did you feel like the women tell-all was was positive or negative for you, that experience? Um, and did you feel like it changed the perspective that America had after you walked off that stage? So I, I don't really know how much I can say about that. because oh. so I feel like what made TV saw mm-hmm. of tell all was very chaotic it was a super chaotic i mean and everything with all of us together always was chaotic 
but what made air specifically was very, very, very chaotic. Um, personally, I felt, I would say about 90% better after women talk. Uh, I minded my own business point at by women till all I was done. Um, Oh, I said my connection was weird. Anyways, by women till all I was done trying to have my voice heard. Mm -hmm. I was done like speaking up unless spoken to. So I just kind of like sat there with my legs crossed and watched everybody talk over each other. Um, so I, I felt better, but at that point I was disconnected. So I just kind of let what happened happen. And those who like me, like me, those who don't, don't, that's fine. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, women tell all is always, we always look forward to it. The men's or women's tell all, but we know it's going to be chaotic and dramatic and especially for dramatic for someone who has been kind of put in that villainous light, you know, they kind of, I feel like, at least I feel like as a viewer, they kind of bring you back just to, to like hound you on like, how, why did you make me feel this way in the house or bring up old memories? glad that I didn't get put in the hot seat because I was scared I mean you know uh-huh. there's a handful of people and some season it's a lot some seasons it's not that many we didn't really have anybody in the hot seat we had Victoria and Kelsey um so I was really scared that it was going to be like past seasons and they were just going to pull any girl that had drama into the hot seat mm-hmm. and they really didn't so I was really thankful for that because I went in super anxious that I was going to get thrown in and get eaten alive again so I was like oh god I think you're like, whoo, dodge that bullet. I think a benefit you had yes. was that they hadn't decided on a bachelorette then at that point. So they were still doing women tell all basically casting like, hey, oh, these yeah. are some of the people that are in the bachelorette running. So instead of instead of going after people that they normally would have gone after, which could have possibly included you, they were thinking we don't have we don't have a standout. Each season they have like, okay, we have two or three that we think would be great leads. And they're just, yeah. they're just like, we don't really have any good leads here. So let's just see who people like. Yeah. But I, Maybe. Think, I think that was I a benefit to you. I'll take it. I mean, th- I'm just glad I didn't have to go sit in that chair. Because that chair is like, whew, anxiety. It does seem terrifying, for sure. I, I couldn't do it. Be like, I, don't... I had nightmares leading up to women tall about the hot seat. I was like, hell no. Oh, no. <laughs> Jeez. Thank you, comparison, but I kindly decline your invitation. Thank you. I'll just stay in my chair and be quiet. Thank you. I'm good over here. <laughs> now, this oh, is more of a, uh, this is a personal question for me. I would love to see you in paradise. Do you mm. have any interest if, if you get a call next summer to to head to the beach i don't (laughs) (laughs) which makes sense uh it's not in my future and like i said i am dating somebody right now so going on hopefully you don't need paradise hopefully you're like no i'm good paradise because i already found a good person but yeah uh, yeah as of right now paradise is not in my future i think personally personally from what we've talked to you so far tonight i feel like your personality being would do better in paradise because it's not quite so attacky it's really more like everyone can get along and we can have a few drinks and you can find people that you connect with better but i also understand like if you have somebody like don't i wouldn't cross that line to paradise if you don't have to there's people that have have gone into paradise heroes and left villains so let's not let's not do anything about that 
That's and some true. people have gone into Paradise Villains and left even more villainous. Yes, for sure. So that, like, so we'll just say, at the, yeah. So at this I point, then the very controversial. Uh, some love me, some hate me. <laughs> I'm like the I'm the the sixty forty. Oh yeah, forty like. <laughs> so at this point, then if we see you on Paradise next summer, we're gonna be super bummed. So like, we don't want you on Paradise, even though we want you on Paradise, but. We want you to be happy. So, <laughs> and it sounds like you're happy right now. So that's good. That's good to hear. Awesome. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, okay. So post-show then, who do you still keep up with? Like on your Instagram, it looks like, um, do you still talk to Jasmine? And yeah, Jasmine and I talk like every day. Oh, um, that's, that's great. So Jasmine and I are super close. She's probably my best friend from the show. Um, I still talk to Tammy a ton. Tammy's just super busy with her six jobs mm-hmm. and all. She's a little off to me with her. So we talk. <laughs> so she's so much going Tammy on. had going on, I remember. <laughs> God bless America. I don't know how she does it. But Tammy and I still talk a lot. I still talk to Alexa quite a bit. Um, I keep in touch with some of the other girls. So like she and I talk to Kelsey every now and again. Um, I'm trying to get Kelsey to come down to San Antonio now that it's getting colder up in Iowa. I'm like, come mm-hmm. to the warmer weather, please. Well, if she goes I'll down to Texas this time of year, she may not leave. <laughs> Do what? If she goes down to Texas this time of year, she may not leave. Exactly. True. Like, hey, <laughs> all of you friends in the cold states, come to the warmer weather over here. Um, so I still talk to some of the girls, like, sporadically, not maybe not every day, but I talk to them pretty often. Now I've heard in interviews that some some years have like a giant group chat of yeah. all the girls, and then there's like split off group chats of the of the cliques of friends. So is there like a big group one that's active, or is it just the uh, the individual smaller ones that are active? So we have um, a big group text, group Snapchat. Um, so we have both. They're not as active as they used to be, but when there is some like major event in Bachelor World it all of a sudden sparks and we all start ooh ah chitty chatty about it um so like the cast just got released for Matt's season or the potential cast and we were all super like ooh ah chitty chatty bang bang about it um <laughs> so it's sporadic but for, for the most part I think at this point it's been over a year we've all kind of mellowed out like we chat individually rather than like just as a unit because yeah, I, I well, feel like awesome. As the show, as you get further away from the show, you don't really talk to the people that you weren't close to. You just, you have to be yeah. active in terms of keeping up the relationships that you, that you developed a lot while on the show. Right. Yeah. I mean, having a group chat with like 30 something girls is overwhelming if you actually use it every day. Yeah. So oh, it's actually, easier to like practically talk one-on-one with the people you actually want to like have absolutely. a in-depth personal conversation with. Yeah. Yeah. So post bachelor life, then what's it been like since the show's ended? Do you have anything exciting that you've been working on that you know you want to share with us, or how has life been? I feel like I'm a super boring bachelor person because the show was great. The show was fun and it's exciting. I still have my full time job, so I'm still working as an orthodontic assistant. Um, I didn't quit my job to be a full time influencer or anything. Like I like my job. I like what I do. Um, I went back to college because I really want to finish school. Um, I'd love to go to dental school eventually. So I'm working towards that while working full-time in the dental field. Um, I've done a lot more self-care time. And so working Mm -hmm. on me, trying to get better at fitness and eating better. I moved into a new apartment, which was super exciting. Um, 
and then the pandemic happened. So post bachelor, there's really nothing to do. So <laughs> I, I don't have very much going on in my little world. I'm just I'm a normal person yeah. that was on TV one time. But that's great though, because I like that that's, it sounds so different than, you know, normally, like you said, you didn't quit your job to become an influencer, you know, yeah. and, and props to those that do, but, you know, I always like hearing the normalcy of someone that, you know, we've seen, and then they're like, no, I actually really like my life, so. <laughs> normal. Then it always cracks me up, because, you know, every now and again, I'll have people DM me, and they're like, oh my gosh, a, like, somebody famous responded, or like, a celebrity, like, and I'm like, I'm really not any of those things. Like, I'm just a person that happened to get cast on a reality TV show one time. And I was on it for like three weeks. And then I was <laughs> But you're verified. Instagram, I was cool enough for a blue check mark. So I must be somebody important. I, I think Once that's you get that the blue check mark, son, son of celebrities yeah. if you're verified. That's, that's probably the coolest thing about me is that I'm verified on Instagram. Like... <laughs> That, that's all I got going for me. So do they just decide or they do like, a, do they like call you and be like, hey, are you a real person? Or do they just, so you just wake up one day and have show, a check mark? I got mine. I got mine really early because when they announce cast, like all these agents and talent agents and people are reaching out to you. And so one of them reached out to me and was like, hey, I can get you verified on Instagram if you want. And I was like, okay. And like <laughs> three weeks later or something, I was verified. And I was like, oh, that's, that was cool. I don't know how that so i don't know how exactly it happened my agent <laughs> talked to a person who knew a person that got me verified i don't know but. i just want to wake up one day and be verified like i was happy to be in the shower so and i was like awesome. mom do you have a check mark it's really weird <laughs> like i'm so I cool we're get that wow. i don't think we're getting verified so we will. Uh, okay we will this podcast will be verified <laughs> we're gonna get there all right we'll, goals brendan goals. goals you're right sorry <laughs> Speak it into existence. That's right. Uh, so you talked about you want to, you're going back to school. You want to go to dental school. You have a you have a lot of post not show related goals. Yes. And, <laughs> which is like we said. Can, thank you. Thank you for not quitting your job immediately yeah. and selling tummy time tea on your Instagram every day. But <laughs> love, that. love that for me. So we appreciate that. But what are you, what uh, things did you learn or experiences that you gained on the show are going to benefit you moving forward? I think the number one thing that I learned from my experience on the show is to be more conscious of what I'm saying and how it could affect other people. Like, not that I've ever been a person that like hurts people's feelings, but sometimes I don't realize the way I act in certain situations and how they could be perceived and watching myself back on the show and seeing how things that I may have seen as normal, harmless, and me just enjoying the moment can be perceived totally different. Uh, just made me more aware. So going forward when I'm in maybe a new situation where I'm making a first impression with somebody being a little bit more conscious and tame than I maybe would have in the past. Okay. Uh, so that definitely taught me a lot, I think, because I've, I've always, I'm not a shy person. So I've always been just super like loud and outgoing on first mm. meetings. And I could see how that might rub people the wrong way, you know, because a little bit of um, nervousness and uh, timidness in a new situation is kind of endearing. And I, I don't have that. So <laughs> maybe having a little bit more uh, nerves going into situations isn't a bad thing. I think... <laughs> For me and my wife, we're balanced in a sense that I am loud and abrasive 
and like to be the center of attention and she's a little bit more quiet and reserved so i think that works for us i'm just like we can't both be the center of attention i have to be okay so, see, so that's be. me and my boyfriend now is he's super quiet and i never shut up so like he just lets me talk and he just like laughs when i say something funny he's hilarious don't don't let me say he's not but i'm very loud I think that's what, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I need a balance. I need a man to like really balance things out. I don't need, cause I think, yeah, I'm loud too. And so if, if I date someone loud, it'll just be like, ah. it's so, I yeah. tried it. It's very bad. No, I, yeah, yeah. no, I couldn't, I couldn't because I would be competing. I'd be like, yeah. I, I like, okay, to be that is, that so is I a thing find, for sure. I, I can't find someone because, that's competing yeah. with me. Yeah. Like, no, I want to be front and center, so I can't share. I can't share limelight. That is. Why, why like, do you think I started a podcast either. so I could talk to yeah. people? I've been there. Yeah. No, I think that's so relatable. I think that's so great that you brought that up for sure. <laughs> so yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Aaliyah, and thank you so much for just taking some time to chat with us and share some insider info about this the show and tell us a little bit more, oh, yeah. more about you because I think that's. It's really great that hopefully like our listeners can hear more about who you are, you know, and what your real personality is like, um, and, you know, cause they only saw like a, a snapshot of that on the show. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think like you were super relatable and a delightful person. So thank you. <laughs> and before we, I like to think I'm an <laughs> before we let you go, Alea, you seem to be quite excited as we head into another round of what if they keep up the schedule and going to 2021, we could go Bachelorette, Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise all in the next like 14 months. And just like, goodness, or I'm excited, but I'm already yes. tired as a, as a media, I guess, quote unquote media. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a lot. I'm just like I don't know if I can keep up. So, what yeah. are your thoughts? I, we, I mean, we don't really do spoilers here on our show, but we have talked about the uh, the uh, Claire and Natasha situation and the and Chris oh, Harrison. Yeah. Chris Harrison saying, "Do you realize that you're blowing up the Bachelorette?" So this has been very chaotic. It's been it's been on uh, E News's Instagram. Hey, Claire's no longer the Bachelorette. So, what are your thoughts? as someone who has inside knowledge in terms of dealing with the producers, but also is just a person who would want what's best for them in that situation. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, cause this has never happened on the show as far as I know, like they've had the, the two bachelorettes first night. And then like we pick who goes, um, Oh, cause this is a totally new experience for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm actually excited for the season to start. Cause I'm like, okay, when does the switch happen? Like, we all know it's inevitable and it switches. But when? Like, do we get through night one? Do we get through two weeks? Do we get through three weeks? Like, how long of Claire do we have before we switch to Tasha? And how does that switch happen? Because the thing with that, like, nobody can force you to do anything you don't want to do. Like, right. th that's just clearly. So if Claire did and do the show the producers can't make her stay and do the show you know right. yeah. so it, it just makes me very curious and all the sources are saying different things as to how the switch takes place i'm like what happens i need I, to know 
Yeah. As, We're as news- so excited about it. Like when that news dropped, we're like, wait, hang on. It's not going to be the, t- we already knew it wasn't going to be the typical, you know, yeah. season. It's already in quarantine. Like we chatted a little bit before we started recording. Like it's going to be in this, you know, resort area or hotel or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Literally, I just, I don't know why. It just hit me the other day when they started releasing um, clips and promos. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. This freaking sucks for the cast of Claire and Matt's season because, like, they don't get to live in the legendary Bachelor Mansion. Like, right? Yeah, these people it's don't get to go to the mansion. Different. And then, like, I like I that it would be different. like, yeah. And honestly, like, I didn't really even think about that until recently either because I would think like that maybe they'd be just quarantined to the mansion or something. That's but what I thought too. But th- I mean, yeah. it makes sense that they can't be because then they would have to travel to and from the mansion to go yeah. anywhere. So like, it's yeah. easier just to stay in like this really big, cool, all-inclusive resort. But like, I have a friend that just got cast, like I said, for math season. And I was like super excited because I'm like, oh my God, yeah, you get to live in the mansion, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, no, we don't. And I was like, oh, no, you don't. Like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> earth shattering like what like what i really think that being all together the whole time is going to really ramp up the drama and the intensity because because like you said you like you said before we got started there's you get you get a little stir crazy but then you get to leave and you get on a plane and you are able to explore somewhere else but it's just like okay well every day it's the same hotel room. For two months. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would go insane. Yeah. Like, just I, imagine quarantine on crack. I yeah. do. I would not want my quarantine experience to be on TV. Like, TV <laughs> with no phone, no TV, no music. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, strangers. Like, no. Yeah, and then there's yeah, we're then, so ready for it. We're here for the the new content. Yeah. So thrilled about it. And then Matt's season is uh ramping up mm-hmm. out in Pennsylvania. I heard there is a wildcat sanctuary. Really? Yes. Because I was listening no to another, exotic? Who? I don't I was listening to another <laughs> podcast and they had a friend text them and said, I was there six months ago and I woke up I woke up on day one and there was a tiger sitting next to my car. Carol Baskin. Right, I was just gonna say she just got kicked off Dancing with the Stars, so maybe she'll make an appearance as a contestant. No, wait, she's yeah. married. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's fine. Crazier things have happened. Married people have gone to the back. She's there this, for the wrong reasons. It's fine. The exactly. sooner Carol Baskin is off my television everyone. forever, the Carol better. Carol Baskins is there for the wrong reasons. <laughs> the sooner she's off my television, the better. I don't want. I don't want that experience to continue on anymore. I want it gone. I want it's it It's going to make good content, Brendan. I don't want it. It's going to make good content. I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> I want it. I want it. <laughs> okay. Well, if you guys, you know what? You get what you wish for, I guess. We'll just have oh, to see what God. happens. Fingers crossed. I'm, I'm hoping for it right now. <laughs> you know she's going to. I want to. Carol Baskin to Nick Violet, show up in the middle of the season, somehow get to like this, like the runner up. That's what I Carol, want to happen. <laughs> this rose. She's like, you damn right. Feed you to my tigers, Matt. Gonna be so great. <laughs> um, I'm excited for Matt's <laughs> season. I think he's great. I'm really excited for that. I'm, I'm really. I, we both talked about it when it happened. Was not excited for Claire. We wanted Tasha from the beginning. So I'm just like, what? Even if it's like 30 minutes of Claire, that's fine. Just like get me to Tasha. I want to get to Tasha as soon you. as possible. Get your girl. 
See, I'm excited. I'm super excited about Matt's season because we don't know him know him. Yeah. Like, we know him from Instagram. Yeah. But he's not somebody from a previous season. So we don't know who he is, really. So we we're going to learn about the girls and Matt simultaneously. So it'll just kind of, like, everybody's kind of going in with nothing but a Right. Like, all we know him as is Taylor, Tyler C's attractive friend. That's all we that know. Wasn't from somebody that wasn't from a That's previous cool. season. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is totally brand new. Like like they used to do it back in the old days when they'd pick a bachelor or a bachelorette and it'd be like, oh okay. He's just you know, so yeah. He's just Tyler C's hot friend. That's all he is. Here's this banker or something like. <laughs> right. Here's this eligible bachelor. Right. So so that'll be exciting for sure. Starting from scratch. Well, Alea, I will say that you have been a joy to have, and you are really more have. than welcome to come on anytime you want. Okay, fine. Just send we'll me an email. Be like, hey, I'll be honest. We could be like, great. We'll we'll set you up. <laughs> I'll just hit you guys up, and I'm like, I got some tea. I don't, but I just want to talk. I don't know. <laughs> we'll be like, okay, girl, let's talk about Carol Baskin on Mass Effect. <laughs> Carol Baskin, when she comes on the show, I will be back, oh, and you, I can be the like, first I person I'm calling. I guarantee, I guarantee you. Though. You always have a spot, but if Carol Baskin comes on a show, your spot is saved. I don't. I don't want to talk to anybody else but Alea. If yeah, Carol Baskin yeah. is on the show, <laughs> we'll call oh. you first. She's still under ABC contract. Yeah. Oh, ABC. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, have they have their toes in all the waters. Yeah, <laughs> Football, Bachelor, doing. dancing—they do it all. Well, thank you so much again, Alea. You have been awesome. This has been great. My evening. Absolutely. It was good to see you. Bye. All right. If I can figure out how to work Zoom, there we go. Ernie, that was fun. That was super fun. Oh my goodness, I, I like, I love her. She was I great. I see her she in a fantastic. completely new light. Like, I just really, yeah. I don't know. Like, I wasn't kidding when I said that she, you know, I'm really glad that everyone gets to hear her personality, Absolutely. hear a little bit of her story. I like her so much more being able to chat with her. Yeah. Um. She, now, yeah. No, she's great. I mean, I can't, like, as you, as you know, and as we mentioned in the interview, I was a huge fan, but there's so... Yeah, you are. Much that seemed kind of, like, just a little bit fake. Not a lot fake, but just not all right. And it mm -hmm. seems like she was painted in a bad light, put in uncomfortable situations by people that she thought were friends, and it turns out that they weren't. And she's just trying, she's on her heels the whole time. Yeah. She never yeah. was really able to gain footing because she was either scared or nervous or being attacked for no reason mm -hmm. yeah and like i just love some of the things that she said because like i said when we were interviewing her like i see you know i find her so relatable you yeah. know because like when she was talking about the the voice thing you know i'm like i i have been accused of that you know yeah. i totally get that as a girl you know um and when i hear myself like either on this or you we know both, other stuff, we I'm both like, done on this podcast where we yeah. were like talking to our normal fuck, but when we get intense, we get up and my octave goes right. higher. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it is a thing. Um, and so, and I remember thinking that during her season, um, you know, that that was an unfair thing. Like, did Absolutely. I, 
always agree with her decisions on the show, no. But being able to hear some background on those decisions and like the fact that she really wasn't thinking about, you know, hurting Victoria F when she made that call about And that, that was really one of the few things that watching back, I'm just like, I really wish you had not done that. Right, because and that honestly, that really did, that really did have a, a big effect on her standing in the show. Absolutely. And um, there was already going to be people who didn't like her, but I think mm-hmm. that may have been the final straw for a few people in terms of, okay, this girl is a cancer in this house, which I don't think she was. I think she was just... Yeah. She she said she was she was she was an, she's an intense person she is very loud and I feel like there were some decisions that she said that she regretted that mm-hmm. had an influence on what people thought about her. Yeah, yeah. So I I love the fact that we got to chat with her though. I love. I I just think she seems she's really personable, you know. And now now I get it, you know. Now I get how now Peter the world really will see her. what I always saw. I know you loved Alea from the start, and you totally just told her to her face. <laughs> I may but have I, now. I'm like now. Yeah. I'm like I get it now. She's super charming. She like I feel like we would be friends. You know, like seeing her, I'm like okay, I would want to be friends with that girl. On the show, Alea, I wasn't sure. I was like, oh, I don't know. But now, getting to talk with her, I really, I now, really appreciate her. This is a secret between me and you, and no one else is listening, right? Really? Yes. Like, nobody. Uh, Zoe doesn't listen to these, and she needs to definitely not listen to this one. <laughs> not literally Professor Love. Because I was basically. crushing a little hard, and I don't think she needs to hear about that. So if you know my wife, don't tell my wife about this one. It's too late. I've already tweeted. I've already, like, texted her. I was like, girl, listen in. Be at that door while we're recording. You need to hear all of this drama. <laughs> she's not, I don't know where she's at. She's not home. <laughs> She's like, surprise, I'm home. <laughs> surprise, I've been outside the door and no one's just been super quiet. Right, right. For an hour and a half. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I loved that though. I yeah. loved, loved chatting with Alea. And I really love the fact that we have new Bachelorette content. Absolutely. Like we already talked to her a little bit about Tuesday, that. Tuesday it starts. I, I can't believe it's Tuesday. Like, I, I'm, it's, it was so long coming and then the last few weeks it snuck up. Since we yeah, stopped talking really about did. since we stopped talking about horribly done goat episodes, mm-hmm. I just kind of forgot about things. And then I liked the goat episodes, so I did. I like I like okay being able to recap the seasons. I just think that they did them not the way I would have done them. Mm-hmm. I would have taken a quick clip and tried to summarize dates and along along the progression of the season because like. Mm-hmm. Like, how long, like, talk about JoJo season. How long in the JoJo season did we get before we even saw Jordan? That's true. Yeah. I mean, they, they waited is. so long to introduce the the winners, the yeah. quote-unquote winners of the season, but they're a part of the whole journey. Yeah. They didn't show up later. That is very true. On. They do hold, they, they held them to the end, and so it kind of made it a little boring, but... I don't know. It was fun reliving it. It was fun seeing Alex and Trista's seasons. You know, yeah. I like the way yeah. they packed those there in. So I'm many... so glad that you brought up the dollar store David Beckham, though. I completely forgot that I had said it that. Was, it's a, it's, and it's, the fact that you just told a member of Bachelor Nation that I had said that. And uh, she was... It could quite possibly was, get back to him. She was <laughs> successfully remaining calm, remaining quiet, but she really for was. those of you who aren't in the Zoom, which is just everybody but us, she was dying 
I was so proud of myself. I was so proud of myself for that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was the best joke maybe we've ever had on here. Yes. So I'm glad that uh, I don't know. That was I'm, yeah. I'm glad that it made her laugh. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I hope that somehow it gets to Juan Pablo though, and he's like, what? <laughs> so for those of you who want to find Alea, you can find her at Alea. Benavidez, B-E-N-A-V-I-D-E-Z on Instagram. She is verified, so go find her there. Sure. Go find her on her Twitter, which I think she's... I know she's active on her Instagram, but I don't know if she's active on her Twitter. But go and follow her and let her know that you listened to her interview and she you think she's also fantastic. But, uh... Yeah. Check out those sugar, those, um, what, sugar gliders? The sugar gliders. I almost said sugar babies. I was like, wait, no, sugar babies. I don't know about the sugar babies. <laughs> They're little babies, though. They are, they so are tiny babies, but they are sugar gliders. Yeah. Uh, starting next, hopefully next Wednesday, uh, I will also be doing a TikTok. Find us on Podcasting <gasps> for the Right Reasons. TikTok, I will be doing quick updates on what happens each week but if you want the good content if you want the discussion if you want the analysis you could say yes you'll have to come to the podcast but if you if you didn't get to see the episode you're like quick i'm about to download podcasting for that reasons what happened just visit our tiktok and i'll tell you really quickly what happened we're gonna get all those new like um what are the gen z who's really big on gen z gen z's gonna be all over our podcast those Gen Zers, they're going to be on TikTok. That'll be exciting. I do not have TikTok. Um, I do not know if I will will download TikTok for us. <laughs> Look, I may I, just stick to I our, am, our Twitter and Instagram. Deep, I am deep in TikTok. You, you don't want to be there. I love the TikTok. I love the TikTok stuff that I can see on Instagram. But Instagram has reels now. Yeah. So maybe I'll make some reels. Yeah, that's I don't right. Know. But I've I don't know if you're a fan of I think you're a fan. You did you watch the show New Girl? I did. Yes. I found myself on New Girl TikTok and I'm not upset about it. Really? Just okay. random clips. Well, I'm excited about this. So. so I, but yeah, so our our original content though you can find it um, on Instagram. We are at podcasting for the right reasons, and where are we at on Twitter? At right reasons pod, and then you for can sure. rate, review, and subscribe. If you and how were, can you find us on TikTok now? I don't have it yet, but it will be podcast. Okay, okay. It will be podcasting gotcha, for the right gotcha. reasons on TikTok. So the first TikTok will probably be put up some sometime on when next Wednesday because unfortunately my uh, COVID vacation is coming to an end and I will now have to work again. Your COVID vacation, your genuine COVID vacation. That's right. My 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 COVID vacation because I got COVID, not just because I knew someone who did. I just can't. I just can't believe that. Like, you're the closest person that I know. <laughs> now, now I have a COVID story. It's not my own. My friend like... got COVID, but he just got a mild cold and lost his taste and smell. It was really boring. Yikes. He just had to stay home. Is and... it back yet? Is it back yet? Yeah. It lasted, for me, it lasted about a week. Okay. About, okay. about I would say a week, nine days after my symptoms started with the cough and the runny nose. On Wednesday, I got, I got those, Okay. I got my first symptoms on a Monday. I lost my taste and smell on Wednesday. I got it back the next week. And then Thursday, it really started. Like, I could taste a little bit on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And then the Thursday, it came back completely. So, Man, oh, man. Yes. 
Cannot don't, believe don't, that. Don't mess with it, guys. It wasn't fun. You, you get you also get really sad and bored in your home. Ugh. Ugh, I can't even. I can't even. No, don't, don't do <laughs> I'd it. I'd just be so sad without just, taste. Just wear your masks, <laughs> please. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. Be careful. All the social distancing stuff that doctors tell you. Listen you to doctors. They, they had to work very hard for those degrees. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here, folks. Just uh, be safe. Absolutely. That's our PSA. <laughs> That's our PSA. For safe. the right reasons, PSA. <laughs> right. All right. Well, I don't know about you, Ernie, but I think we may need a third co-host on this podcast. And I think Alea fits the bill. Love, love, love Alea. But she and I are both loud and both giggly. So then we feel like we'd be like. That's true. <laughs> no, actually, maybe, we'd, we'd have fun. We'd have fun. We would definitely have fun. And maybe we just bring her on for fun stuff. We'll see what she wants to do. <laughs> so we'll see if she wants to come back. Yeah, no, she's great. No, she's she, for yeah, sure she was great. a lot and of so fun. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that we talked to her. Like I said, I see. I now I see her in a fuller light and I really like her yes, a lot. Absolutely. So. It was it was a great time and we thank Alea so much for for yeah. coming on and definitely check her out on her Instagram where she posts videos of her sugar gliders. Yep. I among mean, other things. Among <laughs> other things. It's not just sugar gliders. <laughs> she she posts what she's what she's up to and uh things that beauty tips and things like that that she's using. So definitely check it out for that, but also come for the sugar gliders, stay for the beauty tips. I love that. That's well put. That's a great send off. That's a great send off. Ernie, we will talk next week as we have fresh content to discuss, not just old oh stuff. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about it. Absolutely. Yes. Tune in here, guys, Absolutely. to get your Bachelor recap. It's gonna be fantastic. And it's gonna be crazy. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.